we get a round of applause for these young kids real quick, though? They, they got more talent than I do, that's for sure. But you got talent. Well, I got, I got some. I brought my smart water so I can look healthy, so we'll see. I just finished my Red Bull back there, so. All right, let's see if this works the way it's supposed to. Maybe not. Oh, it did. Woo! Check it out right here. This is a new website for tonight's study. So we'll try to have calendar events, recordings of the studies, um, and we'll try to get those in iTunes for podcasts and Google Play for those of you that are not tied to Apple. God bless you. Um, so yeah, central.calvaryag.org. Check it out. Um, the guy that put it together, super awesome dude. I know him personally. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, let me move on to that. So here's the title of my study tonight, uh, Graceland. It's not for Elvis, but that's okay. There's like a movie, there's a TV show. I was trying to be like trendy, cross-generational. Um, but it was just something that really the Lord's put on my heart. It's funny, whenever I get asked to teach, I feel like it's like confessional. I know we're not Catholic, but that's just how it is. Because the Lord just, it's like in those times, works on me in some particular area, whatever it might be in it. And that's just what I get led to share with you guys. So grace, and I feel like we get taught so much about God's grace towards us. And that's an amazing thing, don't get me wrong. But I feel like we need to also focus on the grace we're supposed to have towards each other. And that that sometimes gets overlooked. And so that's, <clears throat> it's not easy. Super hard. And it's, and it's funny because, you know, Jesus loves us, God loves us, and we can accept his grace. And it's, it's like this amazing gift. But the people that we love most, friends, family, spouses, parents, it's like grace for them is like short supply. You know what I mean? We have these like expectations like, well, you're supposed to do this and you should have known better. And it's just so easy to get frustrated and so easy to get angry and, and to just end up just not, not where you want to be. So um, if you guys want to jump to Ephesians chapter 4, 1 through 6, we'll get started in there. Um, and uh, we'll start off with a quick, quick prayer. Father, we just come before you right now, Lord. I just want to give you thanks for just a, a chance to share with uh, my friends and family here, Lord. I pray that uh, you would just encourage them, same way you've encouraged me, Lord, on this particular topic. Pray for uh, George and Steve as they're going to the uh, pastor's conference, Lord. Just encourage them, lift them up, let them come back refilled. And uh, just pray that you just fall upon this study tonight and just speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, first off, I want to thank, I didn't get a single text from anybody to say not to blow it tonight, so that was awesome. <laughs> so I'm not nearly as nervous as I was last time. Um, so we'll start off here, Ephesians 4, 1 through 6. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness and long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. 
And this just spoke to me on this topic of grace because it just talks about that unity and it talks about the long suffering and bearing with one another in love. And you can't have grace without those attributes. It's not possible. And it's, and it's interesting or kind of, I was thinking about this. It's like for us to experience the grace that God has given us and, and redeemed us and saved us and to not be able to then reciprocate that outside. It's like, have you really experienced grace? Do you really understand what it means and what it feels like if you're not able to offer that outside of that? Or are you just kind of walking through the motions? <clears throat> and when Paul writes here and says that I beseech you, it's like you have a choice. It's not something that just happens automatic. It's not something that just is a byproduct of being a Christian. You have to choose to have that grace for your friends, for those outside of you. And, and that's really what I want to talk about is, is making that choice. And it's, it's so important. Like if, if you don't make that choice to have that grace, <clears throat> it's super easy to just end up bitter and frustrated and angry. Um, I found a fun little picture. It said, all these flavors, and you choose to be salty. And it's like, we were all called to be salt and light, but we weren't called to be salty. You know what I'm saying? And I just loved it. It was like, because there's this choice. Like, you got to hang on to stuff to get to a point of just being that frustrated and bitter. And when you're choosing to not have love and grace, it's like, you will end up bitter. You end up frustrated, angry. Impatient, that's like a huge one. And it's like, I, I know for my poor kids, man, when I'm not being gracious with them, they can make the smallest mistake. I mean, like spill milk on the counter and I will lose it. Like, what are you doing? Milk's my favorite beverage. It doesn't stop. I don't know what milk is, but it just goes. There's no like puddling. <laughs> we don't ever have paper towels because they're gone. Because somebody put them in the wrong place. And it's like this epic collapse over spilled milk and it's just afterwards the Lord would be like what are you doing and I'm like I don't know I don't know what I'm doing but it's so easy to get frustrated and end the bitter um, bitterness is dangerous um, in Ephesians 4 30 and 31 it says and do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption let all bitterness wrath anger clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And it's like, <clears throat> that's just a, a direct warning. And the stuff that comes along with it, wrath, anger, evil speaking, it's like, it's funny because that just comes along with it. When you get frustrated with someone <clears throat> and you like hold on to it and then you start talking about it and you start talking to your friends like, they're so-and-so, always doing this, always doing that, can't count on them, always changing their mind, whatever it might be. And you know, now you've now sewn that on to the next person. And now you're like in agreement over how frustrating this person is. And that's not the unity that we're supposed to have. And it's like, I, I found myself doing that with other folks talking about people like, yeah, man, did you, did you see what they posted on Facebook the other day? I can't believe they said it again. Like, I don't know why they don't just leave that topic alone. And then afterwards, I'm like, well, why am I even concerned about it? Why can't I just say, maybe that's just something that, that they struggle with. Why can't I just be courteous to them. You know what I mean? Hebrews 12, 15. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. And I just thought that was interesting that the bitterness 
can cause you to fall short of your own grace and how the two are so tied into one another. And, and so like I said, it's, it's easy to go way off to the side and get stuck there. And unfortunately, like bitterness, anger, frustration, when those get rooted in your heart, like those are not easy things to break free of. I mean, there's other stuff, and this may not be easy for everybody, but there's your kind of, I hate to say, obvious sins. There's your drinking, your drugs, uh, you know, pornography, sexual immorality. There's all this stuff, and that's like the, oh, we got to change our behaviors. But anger and frustration and bitterness, man, you can hide that. That no one has to know about. That can just be inside. And those are the scary ones because that can go on for years. And no one will know about that. That's just between you and the Lord. <clears throat> you know, we're saved by grace. And, you know, we all understand that. And I think part of that is, is we talk about Jesus became a man. He was, he's, he's God. He's the son of God. Chose to come down, take on the flesh of a man, endure temptation, endure probably ridicule from time to time, frustration with siblings, you know, parents that are imperfect, eventually to growing up, being persecuted, and ultimately his death. And I think that's part of what lets us, like, believe in him, right? Because we feel like he understands us, or he's supposed to anyways, because he became a man. So if he was there and he walked through it, that means that he has the ability to reach out to us and speak to our hearts as we walk through it. And I think that's why we're able to so easily kind of believe in Jesus and, and go to him and say, like, Lord, I don't know what's going on. Please help me. Because we know that he understands what we're going through. And I think for him, that was a choice that he made, that understanding, so that he could have grace for us. And so for you to have grace for other people, you have to choose to put yourself in a place of understanding. And that's not always easy, because sometimes you can look at what other people are dealing with, and it's like, it seems trivial. It seems like super lame or retarded. I mean, I have a, a family member. I think they have one class left to get their associate's degree. And this has been over like 20 years. <clears throat> and I'm working on my 16-year associate's degree right now. <laughs> and I'm like, just take the class. And they're like, I know I'm scared I might fail. I'm like, so? Like, take the class. Like, to me, I'm just like, this is dumb. Just sign up. Like, this, you just jump online, you sign up, you take the class, study hard, you should be fine. I don't understand. We've all got different struggles. <laughs> got this little guy on the left. <laughs> I don't know if it's him or dad, but one of them is struggling. <laughs> but I mean, for a lot of people, alcohol, is, that's a struggle. For me, that's not. It just never has been, but it is. We got smoking. This dude went too long. <laughs> but we all... I mean, even for those of us, and I'm not pointing fingers in any way, but even those of us that might struggle with smoking, it's like, you even know that's not good for you, but it's like, you can't help it. You know what I mean? And it's easy for me to be like, just stop. What, what's the big deal? <clears throat> but that's where I got to look at my struggles. <laughs> Woo! There's three rows, which means you got trays on both sides of each one. And then they got the back. That's probably for like the, the little Korean barbecue right there. Build the bowl. This is my struggle. And see, you guys laugh because this seems innocuous. This seems funny. But it's a real struggle. I mean, like, if you're like, hey, let's go get some food. I'm like, all right. There's the salad stuff there. And they got the dressing I like. 
and some eggs. I could make, but there's the chow mein. <laughs> they got fried shrimp. <clears throat> I can't do it. You see this? <laughs> Poor Rachel didn't marry this. <clears throat> so I'm working on my struggle right now. But I had a buddy the other day telling me, hey, man. And he came up to me real serious, like, dude, I can't stop smoking weed. And I'm like, oh, stop? Like, I didn't even know what to tell him. Like, dude, just knock it off. But what do you mean? Like, you have to go to effort, I think, to get that, right? I don't think it's that easy yet, but... He, he's like, yeah, sometimes I'll, on the way home from work, I'm like, so, so don't order it. Like, I'm trying to think of like a logical like, plan like, of escape, and I can't think of it because I literally cannot understand why on earth that's hard. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. And while we're talking, the Lord's just like, it doesn't have to make sense. You just have to understand that it's hard because there are things that are hard for me. And I was like, all right, bro, let's just pray about it. And I said, let's pray together. I said, I'm, I'll hit you up tonight. I'll text and message you. I'll check you in the morning. And we've just been texting. And, and he'll ask me, and I appreciate some of y'all asking me how my diet's been going. That's so encouraging. You guys have no idea. And, but it just came down to me trying to just understand where he was at. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have to make sense to me. But what does make sense is that there's a struggle and that that's common to all of us. <sighs> I got this, this album cover here. Uh, this is Andy Minio. He's one of my favorite rappers right now. Yes. <laughs> so this album is called Uncomfortable, I guess from the picture. But uh, <clears throat> this particular album, he shared a lot of cool songs, different stuff. But he, he was trying to be real with his fan base, with his audience, and talking about stuff that you don't normally hear in Christian music. But it was kind of cool to just hear the heart of someone and what was going on. So he has a particular song, it's called Hear My Heart, and the backstory on it is, is he has a sister, and her name is Grace, as funny as it is, but she was born deaf, it's his older sister, he's, she's a little older than he is, and as kids, he was like, I'm trying to play outside, trading out with my friends, I don't want to learn sign language, forget it, and so they just never really bonded as he was kids, and he's, you know, a young kid doesn't realize, whatever. And so he talks about, like, man, I would just kind of whatever. If we were trying to talk, he'd be like, peace, cool. Love you, I got to go. And he was just about his business. So on this album, <clears throat> he shares a song that he wrote to her. It's called Hear My Heart. So here's part of the first verse. It says, I remember your son's graduation. That's when I met your friends. And they was all having conversation. But they were saying stuff that I couldn't understand because they were all signing. He says, then all of a sudden I felt like I understood something I missed my whole life. For the first time I was wearing your shoes. For the first time I was hearing your views. And he says, I know we don't speak much, because when talking got hard, all I ever did was throw the piece up. <clears throat> my big sister Grace, I'm sorry I never learned to sign. And even though you were born deaf, I pray you forgive me for the years I lived blind. And so when that one came out, I was like, man, this song's legit. So after that, he made a music video for his sister. Now, she's still deaf, obviously. So she can't hear this song. So in that video, he signs all of the lyrics. And he made these graphics that pop up in the background that kind of pulse or emulate the sounds of the bass drum and the kick and the guitar and everything. 
And it was like so cool to see him like, hey, I love you and I'm sorry. And so there's a, there's a, she filmed her reaction and she's just like, I love it. Thank you. But it's, and forgive me, deaf people. I don't know if you guys have hung out with deaf people. I went to college with a big deaf group there. They don't speak real clearly if they speak at all. And so she's telling them, I love you. It's wonderful. Thank you. But in that kind of broken, you know, deaf speech. But it was just so beautiful to me, like, but it took him being in her shoes. It took him understanding where she was because he was on the outside looking in to really realize what he had been missing out on. But it was just such, I, I just thought a beautiful example. And her name being Grace, I thought was just funny or, or a coincidence. But just a chance to say, you know, I'm sorry. I will be understanding now. I'm going to learn this sign language so we can be siblings and we can love each other. And it was just such a huge blessing. Now, so I don't totally make everybody cry. <clears throat> That's my little boy right here on the left. This is James Hill, too. He, he tears it up if you guys ever see him play. So my son and my youngest daughter just started playing hockey. Um, I started playing hockey about the same age. I love hockey. Hockey is like the funnest thing in the world to me. Absolutely love it. I've been playing since I was about 10. Roller hockey all through high school. Played a little bit of ice hockey in college. Not like amazing or anything, just a little bit. Came home, played a little bit of roller hockey still. So <clears throat> when they said, Dad, we want to play roller hockey, I was like, yeah, let's do this. So I got them all geared up, kitted out. <clears throat> um, and we've been going for it. So I, uh, I bought some new skates. I used to have most of my gear, so I've been skating with them, practicing, stick handling, shooting the puck and stuff. So I absolutely love it. Now, let me backpedal for a quick moment. <clears throat> me and my wife, I would probably say, and forgive me if this is off, are probably pretty tough as far as parents go. If our kids cry, usually the first thing you hear is, are you bleeding? That's just how it goes. And if you're not bleeding, you probably shouldn't be crying right now. And, and that's just how it is. Suck it up. Get over it. Move on. We don't have time. So that's just kind of how parenting is. We do love them, but that's just normally how it is. <laughs> so in hockey, you wear a lot of pads in hockey because there's that little puck flying around eight ounces, and it goes fast. So when I was in high school, <clears throat> I had the joy of going to this uh, hockey camp down south, and they had a radar gun there, and they were measuring how fast we could shoot. So the fastest I ever shot was, was 98 miles an hour. I had a pretty good slap shot. So we were out skating a couple weeks back. And Bubba's skating. He's trying to like do his thing. And I'm trying to show off because I'm dad and I have to be better. <clears throat> so I get over here. I wind up. I don't shoot as hard as I can. But it's probably traveling 30, 40 miles an hour. <clears throat> and despite all the pads that you wear when you play hockey, there's a couple spots where it just doesn't cover. And one of them is right here right on your inner thigh. So a little bubs jumps in the way of my shot and it hits him right there. Boom. It was like we were using non-lethal ammunition on a right. I mean, he just went and dropped. There was no like, oh my God. It was just on the ground. So what you might normally expect from me is like, come on, man, get up. What are you doing? Let's go. Come on, get up. That's not what happened this time. That was the aftermath. It ended up looking a lot worse. 
But he hit the ground, and I skated over to him and laid next to him and put my arms around him. And I could see the pain in his face, trying to not cry. And he was just like <laughs> trying to get through it and grit through it. And I was just home like, you're okay, bud, you're okay. <clears throat> and the reason I did that is because that was my thigh <laughs> when I did the exact same thing about four or five years ago. And it hurts. It hurts bad. That bruise so bad, I have a little bit of scar tissue in my muscle. That was on this side, right in there. I don't know why they don't put padding there, but there's not. <laughs> but I thought of that as soon as I hit him, and that's why there was no get over it, get up, because I knew what pain he was in. And you know what? He sucked it up. <clears throat> a couple minutes later, he got up. We laughed about it, took some pictures. Not a big deal. But if I hadn't had that, I probably would have been like kicking him or hitting him with my stick. Like, come on, dude, get up. It's just a hockey puck. <clears throat> but it's so important that we have that understanding. Proverbs 11:12 says, he who is devoid of wisdom despises his neighbor, but a man of understanding holds his peace. <clears throat> Same thing. I just, y'all ever got that neighbor that just irritates the heck out of you? I think we're that neighbor sometimes. So I always feel bad for the folks that live next to us. Um, thankfully, one of them is probably involved in some illicit activities, so he never complains. But on the other side of the house, they got a couple little kids. They're trying to sleep. My kids are loud or the dogs are barking. If there's a siren, our dogs will howl. They sound like they're dying. It's like the most horrible sound you ever hear in your life. And I know it would be easy for them to despise us, but hopefully they have some understanding. At the same time, though, it's like that understanding helps you to hold in some of the criticism you might have. It helps you to be a little slower to talk and be negative towards someone because you understand, man, this is tough for them. This is hard. <clears throat> Second step in order to have grace is forgiveness. And this is one of those things I think it's easy for us to talk about and say, yeah, I forgive you. But like to really let go is sometimes a little bit harder. Colossians 3, 12 through 13 says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has complaint, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. And I think this one's so essential. It's like, even if you're right, it's still, is it worth being right to hold on to that, that frustration and anger? Like, is it really worth it? Or is it better to just forgive and, and move on and let the Lord work in them? You know what I mean? And it's, I find oftentimes now when <clears throat> that type of discussion comes up or disagreement that, that I'm just more prone to just try to be like, you know what? That's cool. And if, and if that's where they maybe come up short or they struggle in, I'm going to just be okay with that because for me to just keep getting after them, sometimes it's just not going to help. It's just not going to edify either one of us. So if I can not add to that issue and let the Holy Spirit just speak to them, well, then, then maybe it can all just be good. You know what I mean? But it comes down to just that, that choice. Oh, that one didn't work. I think lastly, just love is so important. Uh, John 13, 34 through 35, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another 
as I have loved you, and that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. <clears throat> and I think at the end, give me one second here. Oh, I should have opened it first. I got you there. <laughs> that, that this is what it all comes down to. Um, you know, I talked about we're saved by grace. Jesus loves us. <clears throat> and we all know that deep, deep down, there's nothing we can do to exhaust that love for us. There's nothing we can do to make him sad, say, I'm, I'm over you, I'm, I'm finished. It's just not possible. And that's where that grace comes from because that's the kind of love he has for us. And when it comes to dealing with your kids or your spouse or your parents or your coworkers or just other Christians, it's like if we have that kind of love as he has loved us, that actual agape love, it's like you can't stay mad at someone. Like I had someone super frustrated with and the Lord's like, pray for him. I'm like, okay. So I'm praying for him. You ever try to like pray for someone and be angry at them? <laughs> it's just not possible. Like you can try because you're like, Lord, just change their heart. Show them how wrong they are. Like, <laughs> and you can start with all that. And like while you're doing it, the Lord's just like, mm-hmm. You can just work on yourself on that one. We'll try it again. And like, you just can't. And within a couple of days, man, you just have this literally like a brokenness of just, Lord, restore whatever's going on. Help me to forgive them. And really just end up focusing on yourself and how much you came up short, regardless of whose fault it was. And just saying, Lord, help me to make sure that, that I'm handling what I can handle. And I'm going to believe that you'll be faithful to handle whatever might need to be handled in them. And when we have that actual true love for each other, it's like, can they really do anything that's going to get you that upset? Can they really do anything that's going to exhaust your patience for them? Like, would you ever give up? And, you know, it's one thing I tell my kids all the time. It's just like, I know the day may come where you do something that seems so bad that you just can't come to mom or dad. And I just try to reassure them, like, sure, there'll be consequences. But there might be stuff we have to deal with. But we'll never stop loving you. Like, that's not possible. And I just want them to know that. I want them to, like, be able to have faith in that and, and lean on that, that mom and dad and the Lord will always be faithful to them. There's no way that that can't happen. But we, like I said, we've got to have that for each other. We've got to have that for every relationship that we have. And I think if we did that and really just believed in it, that we would have a grace land, that we would have a place where it's so much easier to overcome that stuff amongst each other. And that we would have that when someone's messing up for the 15th time in the same area that you were just like, you know what, it's, it's all good. That's somewhere they struggle. So I can't get mad at them for it. I just know that they're working on it. I hope they're working on it. I hope the Lord helps them work on it. And when they triumph over it, sweet, then we can celebrate together. <clears throat> you know, even for me, short confession, I've been doing pretty good with my little dieting lately. I'm just trying to eat healthy, nothing like specific but since I've been doing pretty well me and George next week I'm gonna hit a buffet but it's like mostly healthy food like mostly but that'll be my cheat day but we'll get to kind of celebrate a little bit together like hey here's the progress hopefully we don't roll back too much of it and and go enjoy our company together you know it'll be fun 
but that's that's just because you know the guys in my prayer group they've heard me praying about trying to work on my health for like five years and i'm sure to some extent they're like okay you're still praying about that uh <laughs> you know every few months yeah every few months i'll be like hey man I got to work on this. I got to be healthy for my family. I got to do whatever. And they're like, cool. You going to do it? <laughs> so I think at the moment, I'm trying to think. It's been maybe like eight weeks. This is probably the longest I've ever tried to be somewhat consistent. And at the same time, last week, I was totally feeling like, all right, I'm getting ready to go off the rails. <laughs> like, this is it. <laughs> I can't handle it anymore. This is ridiculous. But you know what? I had a lot of friends and family that just encouraged me and just, hey, just keep at it. Keep going, whatever. And, it, and it's been a blessing. I'm sure at the same time they can look and be like, oh, my gosh, this is the 30th time. Can you just do it already? <laughs> but they were gracious. And that helped encourage me. And so I'm going to keep trying to go one step at a time. And it's like those folks that you're always like, oh, my gosh, they're messing up. It's the same thing over again. <clears throat> you can express love and grace towards them. And they'll try to push through, or you can back do them over it, forget it. And, and you'll probably send them further into the spiral, or further into the frustration, or further into that place that you're hoping that they'll come out of. So I just want to encourage us that we would have that, you know, just with everybody. Like when you guys leave today, if there's that person I'm sure we can all think of that you're just frustrated with, pray for them. I mean, take 15 minutes and, you know, Close off whatever else and just pray for them. And it'll be so hard to still be frustrated. I promise you that. And, you know, if that could be our first reaction throughout the week with the boss, with the coworker, when the kids spill the milk, when their wife loses your keys. She hasn't done that in a while, though, by the way. <laughs> it's going to help prevent some of those fights or those frustrations, those arguments from escalating because you just won't have that grace. So... If I can have the, the band come back up, we'll close this thing up with a quick prayer. Lord, it's coming for you right now, Father. And I thank you, Lord, that this is a place in, in my heart, Father, that was so hard to break through. And uh, I hope it's been evident to some folks, Lord. I, uh, I've really, really been working on trying to be gracious towards folks, Lord. And I just pray that that could be something that you put on all of our hearts, Father. I know there's, uh, there's people, Lord, there's situations, there's, there's scenarios, Father, that can just, just get us so worked up and frustrated, Father. I pray that you would help us to just have a spirit of grace, Lord, that we would have love and compassion, that we would choose to try to understand where they're at and, and offer them, Lord, those opportunities to, to continue to walk, Father. I pray that even now you would just um, speak in the hearts of everyone here, Lord, of, of those places that they can be more gracious, Lord. I pray that they would be willing to put uh, the other person ahead of them, Father, that they would be willing to put being correct aside, Father, that we would just be um, just loving, that we would be seen in that love, Lord, that it would just breed unity, Father, and that we would just be together. So I just lift them up to you, Lord. I pray that you just... Um, Bless them the rest of this evening. I thank you for a chance to share with them. And we just love you for your grace that you have with us. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank <laughs> you.